2: It's so hot, dude. How's
1: that this hot already? I know, man. I mean, I remember... I don't, I don't wonder, uh, do we always complain about the weather?
2: Dude, we have lit. Oh yeah. we've, we've turned into old men. Mm-hmm. We definitely have. Hmm. I had Amelia, my oldest is, uh, field day today, and it's so funny. I just remember our field days were like just like running you know, laps, like, you know, sprints and Competition, man. That's what... Yeah. I mean, I remember it was just, just so hot. And like, I went to Amelia's thing and it's literally her just going through this big line, like all the classes are just going through a line of like, just getting sprayed with water hoses. Yeah. And it's like, what's happening?
1: I know. Same with our kids. It was more like just, hey, kids, just go... It's like recess day instead of like man, right there yeah. was like tug of war
2: there mm-hmm. was yeah
1: you know you had, we had like medals and like station there was like yeah. multiple events it was in the olympics for elementary mm-hmm. school oh exactly yeah
2: mm-hmm. different so different so different Hey folks, welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, the podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host,
1: Woody Brown. Hey, hey, man. What's up, brother? I mean, aside from, you know, the detrimental heat that uh, is already here but there's I mean, a good but there's a good side to that man what's that about and the good side is oh the we're gonna really be ex- going to the swimming pool a lot more which I, I better start doing a little more push-ups you know yeah same push-ups sit-ups maybe a little running get that back into the old routine get i that. thought you
2: were running i thought
1: you ran every day no, well i have been kind of lately but i kind of slacked off for a little bit there too mm.
2: all right well uh what are we getting in today to wait, what are we getting into today? That sound like that sounded like I read it. <laughs>
1: yeah, what are we getting into today, uh, men What are we I, getting into today? So I thought, and, and mainly because just personally, we're going to be going. My family and I are going to be going on a road trip very soon, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking. Like, there's there's something like, ext- in my opinion, extremely sort of like. American and nostalgic and 80s about packing the kids in a car Mm -hmm. and just driving to another part of the country, you know? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, sort of nuances that come with that, good and bad (laughs) and Mm -hmm. annoying, but Mm -hmm. there is just, like, this really cool... I have several fond memories growing up and, and doing that kind of thing, but I thought, dude, let's go through everything from... What our perfect road trip playlist would be—songs that make us think about being on the road Mm -hmm. and and having a road trip—to like things like, well, let's just build out
2: one of like an ideal road trip. Mm, Okay, you know, like the the Great American Road Trip, the Great American Road Trip, the Mighty Mississippi, Mm, exactly. The old Miss, the old man. Let me ask you a quick question, dude. Mm -hmm. When you were a kid, did you guys
1: go on a lot of road trips?
2: Kind of. Well. So, my Uncle Stuart, who is, uh, I mean, he's a badass. He's like Special Forces Green Beret guy. Uh, So, he traveled a lot uh, or sort of moved around a lot when he was younger, when he first started the Army. And I would have been around like kindergarten, first, second grade. I believe he originally moved to Texas and then Arizona. And at this time, we all, you know, I grew up in Georgia. So, I remember by the time I was in first grade, which is... Pretty funny because my first grade teacher was Miss Brown, which is your wife and's mom. Yeah, or the quickest uh, way to get there would have been your mother-in-law. <laughs> well, it's fine, you know. So yeah, we, me and my grandparents would would take a pretty good bit of road trips, especially to be to be that young. And then um, with my parents, we would go down to the Keys, the Florida Keys, mm-hmm. every year. So. That was always a very, very long mm, yeah. sailing road trip. That is a long one. Yeah, I think Florida is a, a long.
1: It is Florida is a long haul, especially from where we're at here in North Georgia. It is quite a long haul. But mm-hmm. so for me, as a kid, you know, we would come back to the states uh, on summer break to you know visit our family and stuff um, when mm-hmm. I lived overseas. And really, the only thing we would beg for that road trip, you know, oh yeah, because we'd just been in an airplane for twenty four. 32 hours, you know, yeah. and it's just, that's never, that's never super ideal. It's fun as a kid, but you know, man, we wanted to see the country, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of the main ones that we would take. And then once we moved here, you know, just like you, I mean, mainly just kind of to go to the beach and, and, oh yeah, and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, one thing that we did last year, you know, we took a road trip out to Colorado and back. And at first I was I mean, you can trust me. You can ask Ann. I was very against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like flying, actually. And and that airport experience with the kids and stuff is pretty fun. But, mm. man, it is, man. Especially once they get older. It's fun. Yeah, if you I'm do it ready. right. And yeah. that's, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about road trips today. Like, it's all about doing it right. Setting yourself up. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Sorry to sound like a motivational speaker. Setting mm-hmm. yourself up. For success here. Mm. And I think there's some elements that you're just gonna make it happen. As long as you have a couple things in line, you're gonna have a killer road trip, man. And we did. It, it's fun, man. It always makes me think back to being a kid. Some mm. of the stuff that we would take, dude, my brother and I had this. This is so dorky. We had this like Scrabble board, but it mm. was like super small and it was mag, the pieces were magnetic. Oh, I had a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, at first, you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Until you start losing the magnet pieces, <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: you're like, and I, I don't know why it's unfair, man. All I got were S's. You, you know, it just didn't work. You didn't start start bringing in like little random refrigerator magnets. Yeah, right. With like Sharpie letters on, yeah, exactly. drawn on. them.
1: Uh, and then that, of course, evolved into, like, bringing the Game Boy, you know, that original. Oh, yeah. Thick brick of a Game Boy.
2: hmm did, did you, speaking of Game Boy, did you ever have, did you have the light, what was it called, the Light Boy or something? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that light that would, because I don't know if folks remember this, but it's funny. I was re-reminded, I'd kind of forgotten, dude, that, like, Game Boys were not backlit at all. No. And so if you didn't have, like, a light source on yep. the top of that thing... You can't oh, yeah. see. And so my son, when we were kind of bringing him through the retro video game uh, evolution, we got him a Game Boy, I think it was Advance or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was still one of those that didn't have the backlight. And he's like, really? and this, what is this? And so he would just like sit <laughs> under a lamp the whole time. And I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, I had a Light Boy, and I had the one that was like, it magnified it. And I forgot oh, yeah. what that was called, but...
2: I know what you're talking about. Dude. Yeah, I never had that. But I do remember on those long trips, I had like a little miniature like mag light that I literally had taped to the back (laughs) of the Game Boy so that I would always have like a flashlight to use with it. Man, I also had one of those multi cartridges.
1: I mean, long before they were popular here now, but it was like a Game Boy cartridge that had like a little button on the back. And I mean, this is straight jack pirated, southeast asia you know Mm. stuff but it was a game boy cartridge it had a little button on the back that you would press if you wanted to basically cycle to the next game but this sucker had like 150 games on it dude
2: wait a minute like when would when did you have this 87 88 so like close to when game boy first came out. oh yeah man oh yeah so so like an emulator basically uh, Later on it
1: would be Yeah, no, bad. I mean, now they just call them multi-cartridges multi or multi-carts. Yeah, They have right. them now, they make them for like, it's really cool actually. Now you can get them on eBay the retro- and it'll be like 300 uh, Super Nintendo games in one Super Nintendo cartridge. And you don't have to press any buttons, it's just all on a menu in there. Man, that's crazy. And so that's really fun. But, uh, but back then it was kind of, you know, like a new thing. And I'm pretty sure I traded like... Hmm, it might have been a it might have been a King Griffey rookie card. Mm. I might have done that. I don't know, but it's I traded something there. to get this multi cartridge, and dude, it had so many games and uh, it was awesome. But where it sucked completely was if you're playing something and you get a little frustrated and you move that Game Boy and that button accidentally touches something, Boop. you went from Mario Tennis to Excite Bike, <laughs> and you're like, no,
2: you know, you just lost all of that info, but anyway. Oh, man. So wait, it was like where the like the little screw was maybe in the back? Uh No, it was
1: kind of like just like on the cartridge, man, like at the top of it. So if you like put the cartridge in the Game Boy, insert it into the Game Boy, towards mm-hmm. the top of the cartridge, it just had this little like little rubber button, beep, 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 you know?
2: I've never, ever
1: mm-hmm. heard of this. I've never seen one since, and God, I, I wish I still had it, but... Man, I mean, that's like pretty lost.
2: pretty high tech. You would have been like the king of the school if you would have brought that over here yeah no
1: man and overseas, but I mean, i'm sure you're not impressed my what mm-hmm. your butler's probably <laughs> shut <impressed>. up. <laughs> all right let's get into some of the songs that like kind of make us think of a road trip mm-hmm. or one you know like i've already built my playlist man for my upcoming road trip with my family it's got a little bit of old stuff it's got a little bit of new stuff mm-hmm. I mean, who, who wants to go
2: first you want you want to go first well Okay, i got to make a, a little bit of a... I, I just gotta just got to preface this with a couple things.
0: After these messages, we'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle... You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense. For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. Another dimension? Another world? I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent.
2: Hey, this is Woody. And this is Tyler. And you're listening to That Would Be Rad. And now, back to our show. <music> so, as you all know, if you're a longtime listener, I am horrible at lists because I'm, <laughs> I'm so OCD that I feel like I just can't get enough of what I feel like, you know, songs or books yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. That, that deserve to be on the list. So it's sure. really, really hard. And it's difficult for me, too, so I, I read you. Yeah, right. But, so I have to say this. I have to say that Vampire Weekend, mm-hmm. Kings of Convenience... N- now you're just, you're just listening to artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I, yeah, I'm going to get there. The National... And the entire album "Graceland" by Paul Simon, mm, mm-hmm. I think it's too hard to like. All of that stuff kind of reminds me of summer. Yeah, yeah, like you could just put on put on any Vampire Weekend record, and it feels like summer to me. Mm-hmm. Especially like the especially like you know Contra especially feels like mm. you know you're you're vacationing at the, in the south of France, and <laughs> same with like Kings of Convenience. They're kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, and then Graceland always reminds me of summer my mom, when I was growing up, my mom always had like that tape. So it was always going while we were like at the pool in the summer and, mm. and that kind of deal. So it's too hard to narrow those down. So, yeah. Well, let me dive in real quick.
1: Mm-hmm. One, I, so I, I 100% agree. It is very hard. Like, it's like somebody saying, what's your favorite movie? It's just too mm-hmm. hard. It's too hard. Um, for me, though. I do love making a mixtape, man. Ever since I was a kid, I used to make mixtapes, make CDs. You know, this Mm man, we have piles of them. Well, for this, I started like thinking, okay, what are some like fun, again, what are some fun songs that I can create this playlist for Mm -hmm. the fam that they're not just going to turn it off, dad? So, (laughs) oddly enough, Vampire Weekend actually made the cut, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go, sometimes I I like to go deep cuts, man. And I said deep too. cut, it's probably not a deep cut, but for a kid, it's not in other words, it's not a punk, right?
0: Well, or I was Oxford gonna say
1: comma. It, to me, the,
2: well, Oxford comma definitely not.
1: See, for that the kids. first album actually makes me think more of like
2: fall for some reason.
1: Yeah, I could see that. So, Contra though is full on summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I want I put the the song um by Vampire Weekend, Hey. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I don't know why, man. That one always is just like, you know, it just gets me in that in that road trip
2: summer vibe. Mm. Um, and I gotta, See, I, I I had diplomat son, and I think you're a contra, like battling it out. Before I was just like
1: ugh, every song. I'm just gonna say
2: the artist yeah. <laughs> every song on here. Is before just, I just give up completely.
1: Cool, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Now I will say, dude. Before I tell you this song, I have been almost accidentally listening to a fair amount of the pogues lately mm. and like my dude my brother it's like that stuff is like right up his alley man he loves the pogues it was like that was a band that he liked whenever we were in high school and then i was kind of like yeah they have like a cool song and i would listen to it and i'll tell you the song that i think is awesome and that's uh the song tuesday morning Mm, hmm came out in 93 dude it sounds like there's something about this summer that just feels very like early like i want to get into this like early 90s kind of vibe yeah. musically with, okay. with my kids um but this song sounds like it would be and i don't know if it is so forgive my uh, ignorance here but it sounds like it should be on an early 90s movie about my family going on a road trip you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's so good though man the lyrics are cool but then you just like go to the next track and it's like whoa, like you, it's clear that like Tuesday morning was like the producer was was sort of going like, hey man, let's dial back the the, you know, terribly drunk, yeah, Irish guy it, that lives in New York, maybe. yeah, and yeah. like let's dial that down a little mm-hmm. um, because the rest of the, the stuff is just like real. You got to really be a fan, a fan of theirs, but
2: um, it, which is funny because that was that was such a, and I don't know if it's because we kind of grew up, uh, you know, we were older then, but. That was sort of a thing in the '90s. These bands that were, um, like for some reason, I'm thinking of like this band called Caroline Spine. But like, they would have like this one song that you could tell was sort of like the quote-unquote like hit single or mm-hmm. like the pop, you know, the the first single. And then all the deep cuts were like, you know, all explicit language, and right? Yeah, the, the singles were like audibly
1: obvious in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like they were just like. Almost produced completely
2: differently. Mm-hmm. Marcy Playground, I guess, was one of well, that was like no, that was in the nineties. They didn't make my playlist, by the way. No, no. Um, no. <laughs> although, God, that song "Sex and Candy" was everywhere. It was man. Are we going back and forth, or what do you think? Yeah, we can. But I mean, if you're just listing artists, and no, I'm just I just go that, down my list and listen. Then, that was just my preface in the beginning. It's that, like that if the teacher gave
1: you an assignment, you should have. <laughs> well, like, well, I don't appreciate that assignment.
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing: if you were my teacher in school. Almost like every time, they, you, yeah. would, you would see the little asterisk at the bottom yeah. where I would give, like, my additional information that I thought mm-hmm. was, you know. No, I'm just saying, if you want to get in the summer vibe, put on Kings of Convenience or put on any Vampire Weekend album mm-hmm. uh, or Graceland. Yeah. And I mean, they the, all work year-round. but Yeah, yeah.
1: Also, you know. now, some of these are, like, a little bit newer. But, man, oh, man, hold on now. There is a... I'm sure you listeners to and tyler you'll know this song by this guy james the song called laid
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: well there's a band called the pains of being pure at heart who covered it and dude the cover is fantastic man it's a girl Mm. singing and it's just so good so i actually put the cover version on this playlist because i like it so much but man that's another one of those songs that just gets you in that early 90s vibe it's like somewhere in between like so i married an axe murderer and um i'm trying to think of another uh, what is it like reality bites you know what i mean like Mm
2: -hmm. that sort of era whenever you hear that song that's what it feels like drop dead fred (laughs) (laughs) i saw that movie in the theater and i remember my mom had to go with me and us walking out of the theater, her being like, what, what the was hell that? Yeah. did I just watch? Okay, cool. Um, I would say, again, you know, I have all these like vivid memories of being a kid. Um, and so my dad left early for the long time listeners. You already know this. My, my dad left when I was like three or four or five ish around that area. I, I, I'm terrible with the date, but uh, so it was just me and my mom. And there was a, a college in my town called Truett McConnell College. And they had a pool. And I guess my mom was friends with, like, the basketball coach or or something. Because my mom was, like, actually a pretty big basketball player back in the day. And I I think she, like, played in college and stuff. But she knew the coach, and he let her have a key or, or, like, gave her a a hot tip on, like, you know, the fence. You could – they didn't lock it or or something. But So we were at the pool, like – you know, all summer long, and I remember my mom had this, like, white Timex Super 80s watch, and then she had this, like, little, uh, like, green, you know, crappy-sounding little (laughs) boombox, and we were always listening to, like, The Police and, uh, you know, like, all those 80s, like, Tears for Fears especially, Mm -hmm. and so I gotta say, and I've I've mentioned this before, but, and it's such a, a, not a B-side, but... Everybody Wants to Change the World just oh, yeah, feels yeah. like summer. For sure, man.
1: And I think that made yeah. our summer play this last year. I, I think so, yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, there is just something about those bands that immediately take you back to being a, mm-hmm. being a kid. And I mean, mm-hmm. for some reason too, man, like, and I don't know if it's because of the new Thor trailer. I mean, that, that's certainly why my kids love this song now. But, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, dude, kind of brings oh, that yeah. summertime vibe. And and you know, I don't know. It just it just makes me feel like being in a car, traveling, mm-hmm. heading somewhere. You know another song, dude, that I think is perfect for this is The Shins, both New Slang, which, you know, obviously that was again their huge hit, but mm-hmm. also the song Australia.
2: I don't know that I remember. Oh that dude, song. it's so good, man. Was it on that that their big album? Oh man, don't ask me questions like that. <laughs> When I hear The Shins, I immediately just think of the Garden State soundtrack.
1: It's, you know, it's just those, those kind of songs that you can have in the background. You can kind of sing them if you know them. They just make you feel good as you're heading down the road. Mm. Um, that kind of thing, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so this this album, I discovered in the fall, but... Because of our sort of band touring days, this was always a song that uh, especially you and I would would kind of go back to, and it sort of went from a fall-winter song to being sort of, I mean, really year-round, but kind of more of a summer song uh, when we were touring, and that is a song by The Format called The First Single. Mm-hmm. Great song. Great album. Uh, and he would later go on to what was his name Nate Ruiz yeah, but what was his fun yeah fun that's it yeah 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 he- he he had this band called the Format early on that was amazing, such a good band mm-hmm. uh and then you know kind of started writing with like a lot more poppy stuff under the guise of uh the band fun, mm-hmm. or i guess it's a, i don't know if it 's a band, but you know what I mean, yeah, but yeah, the format's awesome, so go check They're, them out they are. Here's another one that made my playlist.
1: Coconut Records, which is Jason mm. Jason Schwartzman's uh, kind of solo effort. Yeah, And, you know, a lot of folks obviously know him from well, hopefully the movie Rushmore, but mm-hmm. all the other things that he's been in. But he was also the drummer for Phantom Planet. Mm-hmm. And then when he kind of just pursued his own acting career, they got a new drummer and he kind of recorded this solo album. With a couple of other people, including Zoe Deschanel and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But this song, West Coast, I think oh. was the first single. And it's just so good, dude. It, it so makes good. me, again, being in a car, windows down, summertime, you're heading somewhere. I just love it, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, He was he was really great. Another band, which I don't know if it quite works for me. Well, I don't know. As, like, a summer song, but it, it reminds me of uh, Little Joy. Oh, yeah. How, like, mm-hmm. uh, the Strokes, sort of like some of the guys, like, split off into other music projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were another one that was like, it's like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Because usually, you know, you, you, you love a band and then, like, a member goes on to make another record. And it's sort of like, I mean, it's cool, but, yeah. you know, but like, they're actually pretty good, pretty good albums. Yeah. And
1: like, I think the rest of the band are all Brazilian and Fabrizio is the, I guess he still plays the drums in that band, but uh, it's, it's really good stuff too. I think
2: he like sings
1: or like does backup and stuff too. Yeah, he might do that. Also this song that I've been getting into like crazy, man, I cannot get it out of my head is, it's a more recent, I guess, release, but it's a band called Caveman and the song is called Never Coming Back. Mm -hmm. Dude, the beginning of that song. I'd say the first awesome. like
2: I'd say the first like two minutes or whatever, yeah, is just like perfect, dude. It's so good. yeah. It, it's it's such good songwriting that that I like the second that I heard it, I was like, I know I've heard this song before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's like because you know we're songwriters mm-hmm. that it's like, did I write a riff like this, or right, right, or right. Are they ripping off something? It's so good that it's just like this was like like made to belong like mm-hmm. in the world kind yeah, of thing. there's like a Springsteen vibe to it I don't yeah. know it's so good yeah
1: really good and dude let me ask you a quick question can you even have a road trip playlist without Depeche Mode Route 66
0: mm, I mean, absolutely on, not dude, you have to yeah. throw that on there hmm it's mm-hmm. a little
2: on the nose but also uh, again it feels super on the nose like you're saying uh, minute work down under hmm <laughs> Feels like <laughs> yeah. summer to me. Yeah, man. Uh, or what
1: about Radical Face? Welcome home, Soon?
2: You know what's funny? I had this on my list, and as I was like making my list, because I had it playing as I was making my list, and I was like, you know, man, this as much as I love the song, it feels like sort of like fall to me, though. Oh, really? A yeah. little bit. Yeah. I don't That's know why. That, that is
1: kind of like an interesting thing that that I, that we're, like, kind of talking about here is, like, how certain songs can mean, well, mm-hmm. obviously, can mean different things to different people, but also, like, can remind you of different time periods and, and seasons, even. And so, for mm-hmm. me, Radical Face is more of, like, a, well, I don't know, like, a summer, spring, kind of,
2: ex, you know, exploring the outdoors. But yeah.
1: it, it works for fall, too.
2: Yeah. Um, so, I have one that I was kind of torn because I can't decide if it's sort of a... Fall Vibe or Summer, but it was the first song that I heard from this this guy, and I was immediately hooked. And then as he started his newer albums, I liked even more, but it's uh, a guy named Ben Howard and a song called Old Pine. Oh, yes, dude. It's I forgot awesome. about that song. It just feels like a, like a camping trip, like out in nature. It's, it's awesome. There's a couple of those guys, like him, Ben Howard, Josh uh, Ritter.
1: Um, right, right. Um, oh, Girl in the War game Yeah, Girl in the Worlds. War oh. is just amazing, dude. Yeah. But who's the other one that I'm thinking of? It's not.
2: Um, I feel like. A...
1: Oh, Matt Pond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Pond, PA, yeah. Um,
2: oh, oh uh, you're thinking about Ben Queller, too?
1: Oh, Ben Queller. Dude, I actually have him on there, that, that yeah. song, How It Should Be. Yeah, dude. You awesome. Know. Come on. It's mm-hmm. so good, man. When I was a movie star and I started to hit the earth and prematurely. There's a bunch of other ones that I actually, like, I don't even know how I found these bands, but I kind of added them to my liked songs. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a band called uh, Wussy, and their song Teenage Wasteland, really, really mm. good. Sounds like, oh, cool. you know, it has nothing to do with, like, The Who or anything like that. right? Another band called... That's a called, great song, man. Yeah, it is, man. Who's Next is such a good album. Oh, God, man. The Who, man, that was another band. whenever I was a kid, it was kind of like, it opened my eyes to... Oh, yeah. Rock and roll, you
2: yeah. know? Well, and especially Baba O'Reilly, you know. Yeah, dude. Which a lot of people know as Teenage Wasteland is. Yeah. I remember hearing, like, so Woody and I were always, in our bands, we were always, like, such sticklers about not doing a bunch of overdubs, not doing stuff that we couldn't pull off live. And, you know, hearing that, that little super old-school synthesizer thing at the intro of Baba O'Reilly, the weird, like, it almost sounds like Indian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, sort of opened my eyes and, and gave me a little leeway of like, you know, maybe it is okay to do a couple little flourishes here and there. Yeah, you know, and on the like, on albums. It's just such an epic song, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I
1: don't know, it's just amazing. Yeah, I love that. Is. Like, they're like Anne and I were just talking about this. Well, yesterday, you know, we. I don't know, went to the store with the kids together, something like that. And, of course, I'm in charge of the radio, uh, mm-hmm. the playlist, and I just put on, um, oh, man, what was the song? It was a Smashing Pumpkin song mm. from um, Melancholy. I don't remember what song it was, but anyway. I was just like It may have been. And I was just kind of like, man, it's so sad to me that, like, look, I get it, there are musicians and stuff, out there currently there are people still making good music Mm -hmm. but there's not in my opinion and again I'm gonna sound like an old man here the time that we grew up in both Mm -hmm. I I love that we kind of had a foot in both the 80s and the 90s but during those eras man it's like there was just like this large concentration of incredible songwriters incredible music that we're getting the attention. So those songwriters and stuff might exist currently. I just don't think they're getting, it's not the same, man. You know, oh, There's yeah. not like this huge scene and this thing that's happening within rock and roll, at least. I mean, like, you know, hip hop and stuff, they've kind of had a revolution in the last like 10 years or so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like rock and indie rock and any of that stuff, man, you know. It always
2: kind of stays under the radar mm-hmm. a little. Yeah. It's it's not like, you know, I, we're definitely not in a time like I mean my favorite era that we lived through, I would say music-wise, as far as like being in bands and stuff, when when like the Strokes first came out and like Yeah, 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 as an Interpol, it's like it was sort of this like reemergence of these bands that were like like bigger than life. Like you knew the names of every member. You you know, there were this these sort of like, you know, Karen O and like Julian Casablancas and like it was like this sort of return to the way it used to be, kind of thing. And I don't, I don't know that we will ever see that. I mean, at least in, in like indie music and and like rock and stuff anymore. I mean, like yeah. you know, you have like Foo Fighters and and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Another song that I got that uh, I don't think it's going to be on your list, but it's one of my favorite songs. And again, it's. It's not like a cool B-side. It's like probably their biggest hit, but uh, that is Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements. Yes, dude. I love that, man. love that song, man. Such a good song. And it's such a good summer song.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a little confused, as I'm sure the listeners are, too. You know, at first you said... I'm not going to make a list, but no, you're
2: making a list. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. No, you know, what are you talking about? Which way we're... I don't, I don't know. No, I am... At, no, I do have a list. I was just prefacing in the beginning that, like, these different mm-hmm. bands... Hey, look, I understand I can't the assignment's pick hard. Time. No one said it wasn't. Still got to do it. I have a list. Come on. I mean, it's not like a countdown list. I'm just sort of jumping around. Yeah, no, around. no, no.
1: Mine, and this isn't, like, top road trip playlist. I'm just saying, hey, guys, this is a great playlist. Here's some That's songs. What I'm doing. That you might mm-hmm. like. I'm not saying, hey, guys, you go back to the Beatles' full catalog.
2: <laughs> hey, speaking of
1: Beatles, well,
2: no, nah, we'll get into Dude, that later. first off, let
1: me can I just brag a second? My five-year-old daughter, okay? Oh, here we go. Her crush list has now expanded from uh, Harold Ramis or Egon Spangler. Mm-hmm. Huge crush. That's now expanded to, wait for it, David Bowie, mm. John Lennon, wow. and Michael Jackson. Hmm. That's a good list. Yeah, dude. And so, she'll, dude, I went in. So we had some of their cousins came over like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, where is Jane? And I go into her room, dude. This little, she's like a little teenager, dude. She mm. is, she's got the iPad. And she's watching Michael Jackson videos and just like head in her hands, just like mm. in love, dude. It's
2: just the funniest I thing ever, dude. So awesome. Dude, trying to get this train back on the tracks. uh, and talking about bands that are still making music. Oh, here we good go. We're music. just gonna list artists, okay? Cool. No, we're not listing artists. I have a list. Uh, okay. Is a, a band called Haim. And I know yes, I'm stealing dude. this from you. And again, it's hard to do one song, but The Steps is definitely oh, so good, dude. One of my favorites. And definitely feels like summer, too. Like, dude, I, I, here, okay. I know there's like a lot of folks who listen to like heavier stuff. That
1: mm-hmm. might think us liking him, the correct way to pronounce their last name is Haim. Um, say it. you know, there's a lot of reasons why I love this band. Number one, the fact that they're all sisters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they've been making music since they were like little kids mm-hmm. and they are so freaking talented yeah. with their with their instruments and the way they sing and stuff, but like they're dude, they're just so awesome, man. I, mm-hmm. I love their music, they've got so many good songs. Like you said, it's just hard to pick a favorite, but Steps is definitely, yeah. definitely on there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, give it to me, champ. All right. Um, have you ever heard of this band called The Plimsolls? Yep. And the song A Million Miles Away.
2: Mm. So good, dude. Can, can you play it?
1: Oh, I know this song, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. A lot of these songs kind of like, at first, like the verse, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this sounds familiar. Then they hit mm-hmm. the chorus, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah. They only use that chorus in the movie soundtrack, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. It, it kind of feels like the replacements. Yeah, for sure. Little, or they like kind of even like look like, you know, they're trying to, not kind of, yeah, I don't know. They, they They remind me of them, too.
2: Just or like me. indie Rick Springfield, yeah, exactly. Ish, yeah, I love that era of of. Uh, it's kind of like the the new wave era when bands were like still. They still had elements of new wave, but you could tell that they were still kind of like. I guess it was sort of like pre. Well, I don't know. It's like they were still you know regular sort of bands like you know guitar drums bass. Right. Right. Let me think here. Oh well, talking about heavy music i don't know why this song makes me feel like summer other than i mean clearly the title but i love this band so much and i had to throw in this song because it has you know it has summer in the title and that is my own summer by the deftones love this band love especially love white pony around the fur um those like earlier albums but uh yeah they're awesome is this uh I know I've done this on this podcast don't before. Do this it? Wake up. Make no, up. No, that's system of a down. Okay, okay. You, well, you don't like them because you you always hated Armenians. Come on, dude. <laughs> I don't even
1: remember. I just remember like what, yeah, was Woody, the, what is the other per, what is the other band you mentioned? Uh, which one? The one that you just mentioned before. I said uh, wake up. uh The Deftones. Deftones. That's it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I love them. I love those guys. What? so this See, is dude, really- hold on let me oh, okay. y- y- like hold on this is why and it's unfair because it's probably awesome but I had a hard time getting into them because it's like the, the song title is my own summer in parentheses shove it well if you hear it like
2: that, those are the lyrics hey man shove it you gotta listen to it though yeah Woody, Woody for everybody out there Woody has never got into heavy music I mean, tell me that's not an iconic riff. Get to the chorus, though. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. That's badass, dude.
1: Okay, that is pretty cool. But, like, can somebody just give this guy a hug? I mean, Yeah, Chino so pissed off about, man? Okay. Well, it's their, ba- their, ba- their bass player died. Wow. I so. guess I guess probably after that the best thing to do is say shove it. Well, no, the bass player was alive back then. Yep. See. Anyway. No, no, no. It's cool, man. It is cool. Uh, shove it. Come on, man. No, no, it is cool. I'm just saying, like unfairly, back then, I would like mm-hmm. look at a song title like that and be like, who "See, I is? was." I mean, I was all in. Man, I no, mean, this is like even that guitar riff sounds like. You know what well, you you know the stuff that you're into. Same oh, with I A love M. it. Yeah, another song. Meanwhile, I'm just over here with the Shins, guys, <laughs> looking up in the sky, just enjoying life. Anyway, then,
2: Rocky Raccoon was one of my favorite. It was songs. one of my
1: favorite songs. Hey, man, shove it! I'm like, oh, hey, dude, it. calm down. It's summertime, bro. Hey, hey, st- hey bro, still calm down. It's it. Summer.
2: This oh, is yeah, but
1: man, this is my summer. Shove it.
2: So stupid. Uh, This is a song. Well, I I can't break it down to to one song, so it has to be two songs uh, for this particular band. This band is... Breaking rules just left and right. But I mean, you know, he's keeping track. Go ahead. Total rule breaker on this. These kids are the grandkids of famed John Williams, uh, which
1: I think we've talked about before. yes,
2: dude. Mm -hmm. This band definitely... Feels sure like this made the
1: summer playlist also. So, what did your homework?
2: Go ahead. No, but I think it did. May have made it made some some playlist. I can't remember. But the band is called the Bell Brigade. Yeah, and they are awesome. But if you're going to listen to what songs you should listen to is off their first record, a song called Losers, Brother, not alone. which mm-hmm. is amazing. They kind of have that sort of. Which I mean, that's what they are. But that Laurel Canyon. You know that sort of california kind of sort of country sort of not it's kind of hard to explain uh but then their the next song is off of their f- next album that they went into which kind of had more of like a a little bit more of like a tom petty kind of feel and that was called that's called when everything was was what it was mm. and they're they're a great band really cool
1: that is really cool, man.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, it's just awesome that they're related to John Williams, who pfft, oh gosh, yeah,
1: one of the best that ever did it, man.
2: And they actually make like good music, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like y- you know, you hear something like that, and you are like, oh man, they must be awesome. And then you, they just, you talking trash about Julian Lennon, bro? Uh, little, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I Oh man, Poor uh, guy. which by the way, wasn't Julian Lennon tied to? Was he tied in with something with Coconut Records? No. What am I thinking of? Why am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Why is there an what association?
1: The other, what was the other, not Julian, but Yoko and John, Sean Lennon. Now, Sean Lennon, he's probably just friends with
0: the Strokes. Strokesman, but or the, Strokes yeah. and
1: everybody else in the world because he's freaking Sean Lennon. But yeah. he actually had a pretty cool album, man. Um, they mm-hmm. came out like late 90s, early 2000s. The, I, me and my brother um, we're obsessed with, I forget the name of this single, but, um, hold on, let me see if you remember this song. Into the Sun was the name of the album. And I think that was the name of the first single, dude. And I say it was really awesome. I probably haven't listened to it since around 1998, but hold on. Starting now with beach sounds. That's already summer. Here it is.
2: Okay, okay, oh, okay. Cool, we're in, we're in an elevator. That's awful.
1: Okay, well,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's good for like a lo-
1: lounge. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if we're going to play that, you might as well have
2: have like the girl from Ipanema. That's exactly what it sounded like. It reminded me of it. Yeah. Boy, well. Which, it, by, it, by the way, uh, looking up this while you're playing that, did you know that Yoko Ono, yikes. Did you know that Yoko, Yoko, which I've never liked her, had John Lennon disinherit his son Julian out of the will?
1: Uh, dude, there's all kind. of, like, trust. Engine. What And whole Dude, a- dude it even gets, yeah, it gets crazier. Like, spend some time diving into that whole fiasco, and you'll yeah, quickly understand, like, the strange tension that mm-hmm. occurred once she was on the scene, man. Uh, she was the worst, and she I mean, still is. It the worst. makes you feel, it makes you think a little differently about John Lennon, too. Unfortunately, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I get it that like people can be, you know, influenced by love and all that, but like, man, I never got it. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, but, but like, especially like I could see him being, being like, you know, sort of, you know, you didn't have internet or anything, so it's like being fascinated with like you know, her, like, culture and, like, it's, like, different and the furthest thing away from this sort of uptight British kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, God, she's just awful. So untalented, so... Yeah. Well, I don't know. I
1: think it's important for us to separate the art from the artist sometimes in terms of their personal life and stuff,
2: you know. Like Kevin Spacey. God. (laughs) Here, hold on. Let me take that again. Like Bill Cosby. (laughs) <laughs> yikes okay dude, well, you should, obviously you dude cut there that,
1: are some <laughs> certain circumstances where they just don't you know oh man oh, oh man uh, like, hold on i know i think we've done plenty of the song listing no and or, we're still and or naming artists
2: we're getting let's keep dude, going no i know you have a just long for a list few. i don't know i'm almost done actually no but listen if they're okay let's have honorable
1: mentions well, I'm just saying, like if if I fine, think, we'll make an honorable no, I'll, mention. Second, no, we'll episode. just make it a public playlist on Spotify that you know people uh, uh, can that. go can go check out our summer playlist from last year's there.
2: Yeah, so maybe the sequel to this episode is the all the honorable mentions that I have. Good lord, man! <laughs> I mean, dude, I have a lot
1: too that didn't make me saying them out loud on the episode. But boy, howdy, man, get in there! Well, I, I wanted to kind of kind of pivot a little, start talking about a couple of other things about road trips.
2: Okay. But just never mind, man. Go with your artist. What you got? No, you go. What do you mean me go? Go talk about the thing. I just really wanted to talk about Eve 6, Think Twice. Think twice. <laughs> Dude, I do love that song. I don't know why. It's it's sort of a guilty pleasure a little bit. Is this the one that's like uh, something like
1: London. Dun, dun. yeah yeah no, that is pretty good dude. god yeah. that chorus is, um, no the Anne's the one that got me into them because i was yeah, just see, like
2: i would always be like dude these
1: guys flipping
2: suck so minus all of the weird rap that Anne is into her and i are pretty like, wait hold on oh on. i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. music wise like we kind of Cause she gets into like the heavier stuff, and like, yeah, not. Yes. I'm not saying Eve Six is heavy, but, uh, you know, like Breaking Benjamin, and like, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's
1: the? There's like a. There's like a Swedish band that she's super into. Oh, um, dude,
2: Blindside, man, Blindside, dude, they're good. Love them, yeah, dude. I saw them at the Roxy in L.A. Uh, when they first came out with their first mm-hmm. record. It like, t- to have one guitar player, a singer that doesn't play an instrument, bass and drums. Dude, Huge. it was one of the heaviest yeah. and wildest shows I'd ever seen. What's funny about them is like,
1: dude, whenever like you go back and you listen to it and it's like, you hear, it's so funny to me when there's like, when, well, this kind of sounds mean, I guess, but like, I whenever like English is certainly not the first language yeah, and right. then they write songs, like mm. sometimes like the wording is just so silly and they're like, and like the way that they pronounce it, yeah. it's like so
2: foreign, man. It's just yeah. so funny to go back and listen to it. The Refused were another band that kind of had that. Mm-hmm. Is that That's... on your? Let me ask you a quick question. No, it's Since not on we're my list. keeping track. Is that on your road trip playlist? That is not on my road trip well, playlist. Hey, you brought up Blindside, but a song that is on my playlist, and I'm going to be really surprised if it's not on yours. Okay, and that is Jump Little Children, Mexico. Yeah, it, it's,
1: okay, I didn't write it down, because it's on, like, somehow that song ends up on every playlist I ever made. It does. It's just Same. so good. So good, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure it's it. on the summer playlist last year. Well, i up <laughs> right now.
2: I bet every single song that you've talked about is just on your summer playlist from last year, which. I know. Is. I'm sure it is. And probably when we have, like, a winter playlist, probably a lot of these are going to That just kind of makes me want to bleed over. That is the worst. Girl from the is done, That's so bad. I okay, I got a song that you never would have put on. You have probably never heard this song, which is kind of yeah, right. exciting to me. Um, but, and there's a lot of this dude stuff that I'm not a fan of. Um, but this song, especially the chorus, it feels like like Peter Gabriel off of like the So album um, and, and not like Sledgehammer, but like, you'll know what I mean. It's the second you hear it. And that is a song called May I Have This Dance by Francis and the Lights. Hmm. You know that song? Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little plan on, on my own here. Um, okay. You took too long. Yeah. I was pissed already. You had to play it. But just wait to the chorus, dude. It's awesome. In the ground we buried, the seeds of a just wait. All the we He's worked with Kanye a good bit, actually. Now this chorus is awesome right here. Dude, my kids love it. Yes,
1: dude, I love it's, that, man. It's yeah, very, dude, it's, uh, awesome. it's I mean, dude, anytime, here's the thing. If you're going to sound, if you're going to rip anybody off. Oh, yeah. You know, Phil Collins is the man. To, Exa- yeah, Phil Collins is definitely. A like if, Genesis, if you're going to have a vibe, that vibe. Yeah, dude, Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. Phil Collins. Man, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I just favorited that song. That's great.
2: A lot of his stuff is, he has like an, a song called like Friends also that he that he does with Bonnie Bear that's really mm-hmm. cool, but he has a lot of like, weird like sort of r&b he's kind of like in the hip-hop scene i think because he he like writes a lot of like the music stuff for like kanye but man he's he's really talented he it's yeah. like a one-man show kind of like uh justin vernon from from bonnie bear but yeah really cool that's really cool you got any you, are you you got any more Nah, no, no 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 i mean I, I pretty much
1: went through like my the, the ones that are good you know i had some that i like crossed out because like you know, like I had the Who, the Seeker, but that's a little too intense, I think, for like being in the mm. car. Uh, you know, maybe one song that my kids are really into right now, which again, I'm taking them through some old school stuff, is like Rush, Tom Sawyer, Yellow, mm. mm-hmm. and like Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, that, dude, kind that of intro! Is oh man, it's amazing. just so good, dude. Um, yeah. What is the other one? Oh, dude, they nixed this last night. I had the song "Pump It Up" by Elvis Costello.
2: On the playlist oh. and they're like, this is terrible, dad. <laughs> okay. As much as I love Elvis Costello, he is boo, boo, a, boo, boo. a choir. No, and
1: that's taste. not right. That's uh Masharona, but it yeah. is um it is, but man, I love that. Yeah. I don't know. Just,
0: Just his, his vocal. That's it. It
1: goes down. Yeah. And the reason I think I have like a soft spot for that song is I remember he was like on SNL and he mm. played that. Whenever I was a kid, and I just was like, oh, man, this is cool. Hey, man, I'm watching Rock and Roll Live on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. And so, I don't know. I just remember that, and I loved it. Now it's...
2: But my kids hate it, so yippity-doo-dah. Yeah, there's a few of those that, that my kids get in, can't get into. Here's a band that you and I are massive, massive fans of. Pretty much everything they do. And a lot of times, this their stuff feels like cold, dead of winter kind of vibes. But yeah, Speaking for- of Sweden, ABBA. <laughs> no, not Sweden, uh, but Scotland. Oh and yes! You already know who this is. Mm-hmm. Frightened Rabbit. Yep. Um, sort of hard to pick one, but yeah, I think the Woodpile feels mm-hmm. light and lively. Even though it's called Woodpile, which feels like winter, but and then there's another song called Oil Slick off that same mm-hmm. record. It's off a record called Pedestrian Verse.
1: Yeah, uh, no- they're
2: awesome. Um, dude, they're incredible
1: tragic end to the lead singer um so sad yeah but scott you know it's funny man they are a band that to me and i don't know if it's just because i can't help but picture the scottish highlands when i think of them Mm. when i hear their music i I feel like i i can almost hear yeah visualization of like misty mountains and like cold Mm. and rainy you know it's not Mm -hmm. a for me them they aren't really a you know Summer, are
2: vibe, but I, I can see. Yeah. I almost
1: put some of their stuff on the on the road trip playlist, but
2: you know, yeah, yeah. They're they're an amazing band. So sad, uh, Scott Hutchinson. I think that's his last name. Um, really, really tragic kind of thing. Because, like I said, like you and I are. I mean, I don't know of a song that I'm not obsessed with of theirs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really rare to have a band that like. You just love everything they put out. Um, I mean, kind of like The National, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, really sad, but great band if you've never heard of them. Um, a band called, or a song called So Alive by Ron Adams. Great one. Um, and a lot of the reason why is because I think that was the very first sort of uh, sort of component of our like band years where... Mm-hmm we slowly started incorporating some alt-country mm-hmm. flavoring into our songs. Um, and this song does it so well, because it's like, you know, it is like The Replacements or Costello mm-hmm. in that, like... That driving beat. Yeah, but it's still, uh, it's off uh, his album Rock and Roll, and um, it's, you know, it still kind of has, like, you know, all majors, like the sort of slight alt-country tinge to it. So... Uh, yeah, he's great in general, Ron Adams. Well, you know what's interesting is like the road trips now are
1: just so much different than than the way they used to be. You know, like I remember my dad, and I mean to this day still does it. He would have like a giant sort of Rand McNally road atlas. Oh, the atlas in, yeah. in his car. Still, my to this grandpa day has it. It's like one of the first gifts he gives somebody. Like, hey, now do you guys have a good road atlas? Oh, and he still like asks me before. Like, they did that, that we when we GPS. we'll use GPS. He's like, "No, son, trust me. I've been on all parts of this country. <laughs> There's areas where you just don't have good GPS. What are you going to do?" Then I'm like, "I don't." Still,
2: well, do didn't didn't he give us the giant atlas? Oh that yeah, was in dude. The
1: it was in the tour van. That yes. was
2: you know. Um,
1: and you know, God, dude, I remember like we would have to before we had that. And I think this is why he gave it to us. We would be like print out the map quest Mm directions, you know, and, and even like thinking back to those days, dude, because we're so used to now, like everyone's got GPS in their cars or if they don't, they at least are using like Google Maps on their phone or whatever. Yeah. It's almost like remembering back then, like how in the world did we navigate through like New York and Chicago and LA and all these places without that crap? Yeah. It's wild, dude. It is wild. You remember that time I turned down the wrong... (laughs) Dude, yeah. I think about this once, maybe once a month. But and we were very un- much under the influence. No, 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 no. Take no, no, no. Me. I me. no, I'm ta- no, 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 no. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's like our one of our first times in New York, and I've got the van, and you know you're oh. driving, and it's you're in Manhattan, dude, and traffic is just ballistic. I mean, usually when you go to New York, hey man, you're taking the train from Kennedy you're into Manhattan. You're not worried yeah. about oh a car, right? You're taking cabs, cabs, subway, whatever. Now it's like Uber. No, no, no. We had this stupid freaking 89 tour van. Mm -hmm. I say stupid. I love that thing. Uh, Uh, That where I'm driving through New York City. And I was like, okay, I think I'm supposed to turn here. And I just turned down this road. And it was either a one-way or it was just like, (laughs) no, whatever. This cop in perfect, like, almost stereotypical flash cinematic style is like, bam, he like hits the front of the thing. He's like, what do you? about?
0: Turn oh, it around!
1: Yeah. He's, like, yelling at me. He's, like, cussing yeah. at me. I was, like, um, um, bump, bump, bum. Back that thing <laughs> up. And I'm just, like, so scared and nervous. And I was, like, man, that... It was, like, the most New York thing that could have happened to me ever. This New York dude, City guy was, like, slapping the front of our van. Basically, like, punching it. And being, like, what are you thinking about? Turn it <laughs> around! You know, and you're, like, oh, my God. So, dude, funny, dude.
2: Where were we... And I feel like it was Boo Boo for some reason. He basically like ran into a car or something and then the cop like had him move and when he went to go move he was so close to the other car that he ended up pulling the bumper off no bro that was me that was you in philadelphia god we had a lot of good times. i, I like side
1: striped the vehicle and i, and I believe I it like, side swiped yeah, but I mean, I'm saying side stripe because I put a stripe oh, right, down that right. thing and I stopped like mid-thing. I'm like, guys, what do I do? And I was like, as everybody's like telling me what to do, I was like, don't know. Just gassed it, ripped the front bumper off of the vehicle. Yeah.
2: Where, yeah don't even, I don't want to go there. <laughs> no, that was the trip that I was saying that we were under the influence in the back mm-hmm. of the van, me and Boo Boo. I think we were changing. Thomas, you and Thomas, Boo Boo was just sitting on the dang curb. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah
1: you know, not helping load out.
2: Jesus, those were good times. Speaking of summer, man, that that first big trip up to Milwaukee, man, I will oh, never dude. forget it. That was incredible, man. It, it was just like the road trip, mm-hmm. you know, amazing. Played with Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. It was
1: amazing. amazing. I was. Just, it's so funny, man. I was just thinking about that the other day because one of the things that I loved about that was even though we were, you know, since we played there and they played after like we we're just backstage or side stage and i remember being like guys let's just go like we got let, let's just get out into the crowd i want to i want to experience this as a member of the crowd instead of just mm-hmm. like to the side this sucks right so then we walked out there and it was just so much fun dude golly yeah but do you remember how nervous we were when you like you know if you're listening to And if you've ever been to a music festival and stuff, I never knew anything about this side of it until we were kind of back behind Mm -hmm. the curtain, so to speak. You know, you show up, you you have this designated parking lot. Now, this was, Tyler's talking about Summerfest, which is in Milwaukee. It's like one of the biggest music festivals in the States, but I think even globally. I think it is the biggest, yeah. Yeah, and you have a designated lot. They give you all this stuff like ahead of time. Well, anyways, you show up they kind of direct you to where you're supposed to park. And then they're like, all right, man, sit tight. They're going to come, whatever. The next group of people that come are people that just like, you're loading up your equipment, your amplifiers, your guitars, things that to us like not internationally humongous bands. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is like our 11th show ever, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these are precious pieces of, our oh, career yeah. that we're just handing off to some stranger with a freaking walkie talkie, and we're like, Uh, now what, where is this? And they're like, Oh man, we're, we'll, you know, we'll have it all ready to go. And it's like, Oh, okay. And so, mm-hmm. like, it kind of disrupted our like sort of pre show ritual and, and stuff like that. But then they come and get you, and I just remember, like, just because of who I am and my the majority of the time just being anxious about whatever, Mm -hmm. thinking like, I can't, I almost can't enjoy myself because I'm, is my, you know, am I going to open up my guitar case? Right, I was the same. And that sucker's just like broken half, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was nerve wracking as heck, man.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I think that feeling, I had that feeling so many times whenever we had to do like backline stuff and people were like, like setting up my pedal board because it's like, there's a lot of little moving parts that if like one little wire gets pulled out, then nothing works. And you're panicking to try to figure out like what's happening. I'm not getting any sound. And yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, your
1: rig was annoying sometimes just because it was like so finicky, you know, seemingly it was like, Oh man, we were constantly having to deal with that.
2: Well, I think a lot of it too is like, you know, we weren't like a like massive band where like, so much stuff was sort of taken care of. So it was like, you know, we had to take care of everything and we're driving on like really terrible roads and, you know, all of our stuff was like we didn't we didn't use anything digital. It was all analog. So it was like, you know, you take like, you know, uh like tube amps and stuff. It's like it's real easy for that stuff to, you know, be finicky. And mm-hmm. I mean tube amps in general for yeah. All you guitar players out there. Like you know, from one time to the next, you turn them on, it's like they're always going to sound kind of different. Like, yeah, you know, if, if you have, like, dirty power coming in, it's going to be noisy and, like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's like in some ways it is so simplistic that
1: it's kind of easy to, quote, unquote, find the problem in a way. Like, right. you just take out those tubes. I mean, we went mm-hmm. through tubes, man, like crazy. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it is kind of like you got to diagnose it, like, on the spot while you're on stage. It's just a pain oh, in the butt. The and then your pedal board would always, like... What's going on? Jiggle, 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 jiggle. We're just like jiggling chords yeah. constantly. And then, and then, dude, I know we've told this story too, but that time that we showed up in oh God, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were already running late, and I don't remember why. I think maybe they just told us the wrong load in time. And so like... Thomas was sick. Thomas was like deathly ill, man. Yeah. Um, we show up. The guys already took, the sound guys just so mad. And we're like, what? I mean, what do, you, what do you want me to do? So and we, we were, were there like,
2: early was, from what, well, from what,
1: our, and
2: yeah. Yeah, like, from what we were told, we were like, oh, we're here early. Look, we mm-hmm. can get, you know, get a beer and take a time. Yeah, we, we pull up, and this guy just starts yelling at us. We're like, huh? And they're like, you, you know, you're going on, and like,
1: whatever. And we're like, what?
2: Yeah, uh, okay.
1: And then, you know, your thing wouldn't work, and then so uh, just like, you were just like, screw it. and You just plugged
2: directly in, basically. It was just, ugh. It was terrible. Yeah. That was the worst show ever, man, for sure. Yeah, this is like a, a little bit nerdy, but I'm not going to get too into it. But like, my rig was like very specific. Like, so Woody obviously was a singer. And so his guitar, like he could have totally done it barefoot. In fact, he did for most of our mm-hmm. career as a band. Um And so a lot of the sort of bells and whistles and like sort of like, you know, tones and stuff, like, you know, it it fell on my shoulders. And so like, you know, and and that was another thing, too, is, like, my rig was very, like, it wasn't, like, very, like, typical. Like, it was, I played a telly, and you think, oh, it's a telly, it's like a bright guitar, but it was, like, always on the neck pickup. I played through this super high gain, like, almost like, I mean, like, hard rock amp, but because I played through the neck pickup, which allowed me to dial up the gain without it getting, like, you know, metal territory, it was just this very, like, specific sound, and so... It was always just like a battle to, to get it, you know, right. Like especially if we show for a show like that where it's like you're super rushed, or you get up there and we're in the middle of, you know, Indiana, like out in the middle of a park or something, and and it's like the power is like terrible. It's like it's just God. It was a nightmare. Yeah, but, it was, man. But the best. I mean, probably the the best time of our lives. Oh, know? for sure, man. Yeah. I mean Amazing. one yeah it was it was just it
1: was so much fun um you know one thing I think that kind of makes a road trip just complete first off I think and, and again this is like specific to my own sort of recent experience like there are so many cool things and places to see in the U.S. that I really do think mm. it is worthwhile to just kind of like you know drive if you've never taken a road trip and there's several people that I know actually man that, that haven't and so like you know, get a little bit out of your comfort zone this summer and maybe go to the next state over. Or maybe, like, drive a couple hours from your town and maybe there's a cool cryptid museum or, Mm -hmm. you know, something cool. There's always, like, these neat, off the beaten path sort of roadside attractions or breweries or wineries, whatever you're into. Mm -hmm. Or, man, gosh, there's stores. You know, I can't wait to go on this road trip because that's one of the first things I look for is thrift stores man we used to do it yeah. a lot when we were on tour i mean you got a t-shirt from a city you're always going to find something like kind of cool from somewhere else mm-hmm. but you also got to set yourself up for success when it comes to like just keeping everybody happy inside the car van or whatever you're oh, well, driving that's the, like snacks that's the man. biggest thing yeah. you know you got to have your snacks i got to have some beef jerky sunflower mm-hmm. seeds was a huge one combos combos oh yeah. my gosh um we lived on those things yeah we ago. did man what was
2: your go-to? Like pizza combo? Mine was always just like I just want the plain just I like the plain, yeah. yeah. Just the the blue and red cheddar or whatever. Yeah, it the is. cheddar one, yeah. Funyuns, that, that's a big mm-hmm. Sour patch kids. Yes, yeah, piles kids.
1: and piles of bubblicious bubble bubblegum. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I I kind of want to do I know my kids just we're not they're not there yet, but once they get like a well, I guess a good bit older I really do kind of want to do, like, the old-school, like, 50s, you know, great American road trip. Yeah, Route you, 66. Yeah, Route 66. And you you hit, like, a lot of those old-school roadside attractions that mm-hmm. kind of like the, you know, that Neil Gaiman talks about in American Gods mm-hmm. and like, the biggest ball of twine and, yeah. and Coral Castle and, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that, like the Weechi mermaids. Mm-hmm. Those things that were just, like, so cool and so... Like big, you know, back in the fifties when these when families were like hitting the road in the Winnebagos and you know station wagons and so cool. But I I know my kids like wouldn't, I know they wouldn't appreciate it now.
1: I mean, I don't know if mine do really either, man. But on ours, we would stop and and look at stuff like that too, just because it's like, you know, like the largest whatever art easel Mm -hmm. or something was in like a little town in Oklahoma. I mean. Yeah, it's just memories it. man you know and like whether or not they like it you just got to force them to do it <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. i mean because it, it, it all goes back to kind of like the time before there was just so much to do right i mean it's the same thing like i, I get like oversaturated with what should we watch tonight because there's just mm-hmm. too many choices and so what ends up happening is i just kind of like scroll through and i like looking at all the covers like i'm back at the blockbuster again and i never right. and i, I end up not watching anything yeah exactly. and like I think our kids are inundated with this. Like they can anything they, they want to watch or, or or play, you know, they can just pull it up and mm-hmm. it's like to go from that to, Oh cool dad. It's a giant rocking chair on the side of the road. Yeah. I understand where they're coming from, but like I'm trying to have them appreciate that kind of stuff more. Yeah. And and so even now they're kind of they they are looking forward to it, man. I think so. It'll be cool.
2: So yeah, I love that stuff, man. I, I, I'm, we're really kind of pulling back on the whole iPad deal. Cause I think, I think a lot of it is that it's like, and we've talked about it before, but it's like you, you can like physically see your kids getting like, you know, worse attitudes mm, when mm-hmm. they're on those things all the time. And it's yep. like they have their patience level, you know, gets smaller. And it's just like, you know, it does make those things like that are out in the quote unquote real world. It makes those things like, they're just like who cares you know yeah i can play minecraft or you know whatever i think there's some good like i'll give you a quick example uh woodrow can play
1: fortnite on his switch mm-hmm. with his cousins who live like on the other side of the state and so they can maintain that sort of cousin bond see together. that's cool yeah man and it's like and because they can like hear and talk to each other it's like they're on the phone and playing a video game at the same time, it's really awesome, man. So, like, but we're kind of strict on it, you know, like he can only play with people we know, like so his friend um, and his cousins, you know, that's it, so.
2: Yeah, you know, I I thought about this past Christmas, I I was really close to doing the Switch for Amelia, Um, but then she has another cousin who doesn't play any games, and literally just watches YouTube videos. And I was like, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we're super strict over here about like... Even YouTube Kids, man, has yeah.
1: some mm-hmm. t- awful like weird secret weird stuff, man. And not even just sometimes it's not even like the weird stuff. It's just super annoying. Like, yeah. you know, the toy reviews and there's like, hey guys, it's just weird. So I just don't even... You mean Ryan
2: toys review? That. yeah. We're not giving
1: that a freaking... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. hopefully we give you listeners a good potential list of Mm -hmm. songs that you can add to your summer uh, road trip playlist or if not maybe we've kind of stoked some imagination and some thought process into what would be on your list you know and so Mm. as usual one of the things that we love is to hear from you guys and so if there are songs that you guys think we should add or you know Yes, you can mm-hmm. give me grief for not being into, uh, what is Deftones. it, shove it? Deftones. Deftones, you know. Um, or me for liking a, yeah, a song by E6. Whatever. whatever. You know, you can keep it positive if you like and just add to it, or you can give us it mm-hmm. grief. It's completely up to you. But I want to hear what, what are some songs that you would put on your road trip playlist. Totally. And like I said,
2: we will compile all that together and make it available as a public playlist on uh, on Spotify. Mm hmm. If you would like to find us online, you can head on over to Instagram. Uh, just look up. That would be rad. Uh, if you want to tell us a story, tell us something, you know, weird, some urban legend, some paranormal situation you found yourself in or your own summer playlist, feel free to shoot us a DM or hit us up in the comment section. We love all the back and forth. If it's more of a long form type situation. Uh, you can send a voice memo or your essay that you've written to, that would be radpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Go to our link tree, buy us a coffee, buy some merch. By the way, we are going to have new merch for the uh, upcoming second annual Camp Rad Strangeness mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, so that's coming excited, up. Man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's coming up. There's going to be some new merch and, uh, you know, we'll mention it on the show. But I guess that's about it. You got anything else? I think that's it, man. All right. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Get out there and enjoy summer. And as always, be rad.
0: That's the way you go.
1: Time where I just needed
2: some sunshine You were already dead For you became a ghost You always said Our future would be a parade
1: Dude, don't worry. I can make it work. Jesus. <laughs> I drew a total blank. Yeah, like, no, dude. That's the worst when that happens. Like, dude, I was telling Woodrow the other night because he did this like presentation at school and he was super nervous. And, you know, the Steve Ditko thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, God, that's which, awesome. dude, I mean, why did you not tell me, man? I completely <laughs> forgot, man. It's just been a crazy week. And I mean, like, how cool is that? Like, oh, I wouldn't, you know. Oh, how does he so even cool. know who Steve Dicko is? He was looking into like Marvel comics, and he was just like, "Oh man, Steve Ditko." And well, they've they've, they've done it. some. Go ahead, sorry. Okay. Well, I didn't know this. I didn't know you I didn't know you were telling. I, te- I didn't know you were telling me my story, but my bad. Anyway, so I've gotten this list of artists. No, like he, I guess, just you know, didn't want to dress up like Stan Lee was the main reason I think why he pursued the the, yeah, the, right. the Steve Ditko route. But yeah, it was good, man. But why was mm-hmm. I telling you that? Oh, I, I was saying, oh, yeah. um, I told them that like, you know, there were moments like on tour, and it wasn't because of intoxication, that I would completely forget lyrics. And we're talking about songs that we've played thousands, thousands. of times, thousands yeah. of times mm-hmm. in hundreds of cities. And I would just blank out, man, and be like, oh my God, where am I? What? What's the next part? Dude, I, I would I do was the like, same with guitar lines, where I'm like, yeah. What, where am I? And I I told him that as a, as a sort of, sort of mental exercise to say like, look, man, whenever you're telling a story or giving Mm -hmm. a presentation, no one knows what the next sentence is. So don't stop and say, oh, I forgot that part because nobody knows. Yeah. If you did forget it, you know, move to another part and then come back to it, like learn that fluidity. And so I was telling him like, I would just make up lyrics sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then like, until I would come back in because people will wouldn't know the difference. Now, your bandmates would,
2: and they would keep agreeing oh, about definitely. it later. <laughs> yeah. But nobody in the crowd did. So No, and, and I remember times where you would clearly forget, like, mm-hmm. when to come in. Okay. And so we would just draw out that intro. We'll make oh, this thing. It gives me anxiety just even thinking we'll, that We're going to make worst. this thing pretty cool. I remember we did that mm, Counting Crows song. God, I knew you were <laughs> going to say that.
1: God. Dude, I... It's kind of like, you know how people say they have that nightmare about showing up to school naked? Oh, that yeah. is a recurring thing for me, dude. That mm-hmm. memory of just like something went wrong and I didn't come in right. And I'm like, okay, now I got to wait for the count.
2: Okay, okay. And the sound there at Smith's was weird that night. I, you oh. know, I kind of always hated Smith's. There, uh, there's so many times yeah. at Smith's where, oh my, no. No, it there wasn't. There was one sound guy, but remember he moved to the Earl. Yeah, right, right, right. And, yeah. he, dude, he was he was awesome. the best, man. But just the vibe of playing in Smiths, like, even yeah. way back in the Cloud 10 days, like, it just, there was some, it always felt like you didn't have, like, if, if you were going to, like, be thrown out into the water, you knew you had kind of, like, a life jacket. And it mm-hmm. just had this feeling of, like, you're just floating out in the air without a parachute kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It felt like somebody had tied lead weights to your feet and they said, swim. Yeah. Like, and plus you had to hike your stuff up. Uh, Oh God, it's just the worst, man. I hated that place. Yeah, that place sucked.